helpful, but you know, you get in, you, ideas come through. All right, we can go down. Ideas come through, and you'd like you have a little bit of a urge to attempt to become as specific as possible. You'd really like to get it condensed and this and that. So, I was in a. It's a story. Some people have heard it before, but I was traveling around the world, like in 2000 or something. Had no place to live, just left Australia and just was trucked truck around. I was going to end up back in Australia. So I ended up in Turkey at one point, and I met my friend who now died, killed himself. He became a Jungian analyst, and he ended up killing himself just like a year and a half ago. It's really. So I went to see him in Zurich. He was at the Jungian Institute studying there, and then we went to Turkey. He was just going to go to Turkey with me. And we went in there. And then one time, we got in, when you get to Istanbul, there's like this famous place, the uh, Blue Mosque. And then there's the Sophia, which is a really cool place because it was a Muslim, uh, whatever they call it, a Muslim place. And then they went trying to fix it, and they found underneath it all this Christian mosaics from like the first century. It had been a giant Christian ch- church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they didn't know it for hundreds and hundreds of years, and they took it all off, and it was like, so it was like, it was like billboard, like with Trump on it, then he took over and Clinton on it. Yeah. <laughs> or Sanders, let's say that, you know what? Sanders was sort of like that. So it's like a big deal. So it's like a big place now, people go. And so we were walking around there, and a guy came with a really nice suit on, very, very, very tailored, and he said, hey, I'd like to show you around. So I was with a couple of people. I said, all right, sure. So he took us around for a while. He spoke really good English. Then he brought us to this door in this big red brick building, and he, the door opened up, and a guy looked very similar to him, says hello, and then suddenly that guy you never see again, and then the new guy takes us into this rug emporium, and they want to show us all the rugs because they're very famous for the rugs. So they ask your name, and I go, they go, Mr. Paul, what would you like? You want Turkish coffee, apple juice? I went apple juice, so sat there. And they, and then all these other guys come out, twirling these rugs. They're beautiful, and they're catching the light, and throwing it down, and it goes on for hours. I mean, if you stay there, they just want to sell your rug. But finally, I told them, I said, man, it is beautiful, but I'm flawless. I don't have a flaw. (laughs) I'm not living anywhere. So I don't, because of that fact, I have no interest in a a, a rug. Because I have nowhere to put it. I don't care how tantalizing the investment is, I have a huge deterrent to ever buying a rug because I'm very clear I have no floor right now. So they go, well, we can fold it up and put it in your knapsack. I said, no, I'm not going to go to Thailand with a Turkish rug in my knapsack. It's absurd. So you see, I had total immunity to all of their incredible, and it was an incredible production. Man, because I had no flaw. This is what the selfing is like. Yeah. Just like if you had a flaw, then you get the rug, then you get a couch, then you get lamps, then doors, windows, all this stuff happens, yes? And then you say, sort of live on that floor, very, very, not even noticing the floor's role. You know, you're usually captured by other things in the room, but the floor is the basis of the whole place, yeah? So this idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing, a body, to me, is the root, yeah? Like they said, like a great master, I think Ramana said, you know, first there was the I, spirit, and the I am, and then the first thought was I am a body. So the first thought that launches the whole, all the, all the flotillas of thoughts Leaving your fucking supposed shore called the thinker was that I am a body. So that's the flaw in a sense. Yeah. Then all the thought system, the memories, the perceptions—I call them all like mental processes—are reinforcing and are presupposing and are totally based on you as that floor, that body. Like the thought system, just you can see it in like five seconds. The thought system is constantly implying you have a lot to do with a lot of shit you have nothing to do with. It's just constantly telling, saying, you know, I, 
cut. I had the famous one where you know I went back to New York and my hair had grown longer, and a guy walks in right in and he says, "Hey, Paul, you're growing your hair." So I go, "Yes, I'm growing my hair," you know. And then I didn't notice he was balding. I said, you're not doing a good job growing your hair. My, my hair's looking really good. I have a lot of pride about the hair. But I, what I did is I joined a group of people. We grow our hair together, and it actually grows better, more lustrous and longer. And I could go on and on and garner a lot of pride about how I look. But it's all based on a fallacy. All I do is not cut my hair. The hair just grows. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah? But the language is assuming you have a lot to do with a lot of stuff. And we're hearing the language all day. Yeah? We're hearing it all day. So it's almost like you have a roommate in your house that's a hypnotist. <laughs> and it's even worse than roommate because you call this hypnotist me. <laughs> so that means you've actually been under its spell if you take what it's saying to imply you. That's the hypnotist is already sort of one in a sense. But that's that whole story of being, you know, Paul, about Paul, was, willing, will be, wasing, all this and all that, could not have any momentum without the flaw of the idea of being a self. There was a famous story in Tai Chi, martial arts, when I was studying it. This guy told me about the story in China, and the emperor wanted to find the greatest master in his domain. So he put out the news, we're going to have a giant tournament. And all these people came out, were unbelievable. They were breaking giant rings and doing all this and doing all that. And everyone was astounded and clapping. And then this old guy comes out, just has a bird in his hand, a sparrow, just stands there for about two minutes, three minutes. The bird's not moving. And he looks to the emperor's now and leaves. So now they go, the whole committee goes back to talk about who won. You know, and every, all the crowd is waiting in anticipation. They all think it was the guy with the fake rings and doing all this. And they pick the old dude. And they go, everyone's like, what? <laughs> he didn't do fucking anything. You know what I mean? And then the, then the guy explains it. Well, the old dude came out and he was holding the sparrow. And every time the sparrow tried to push off, there was nothing there, so the sparrow couldn't take off. It needs something. It needs something to push off from. That's like the self thing, in a sense. Yes? So, if you see, you're not that. that therefore, if you're not that, if you don't have a flaw, you're going to have an immunity to all the rug sales. Yeah. You're just going to have it. You're not going to work at it. You're not going to have to flex it. You're not going to have to, like, you know, be vigilant about it. You just are clear there is no... You don't have a flaw. So why would you want to freaking run? So that's the point. If, you t if the foundation that you assume to be so solid, you're this, that isn't, you cannot believe how things are going to shake out. Yeah. The, the fighting with constantly trying to learn skillful means how to deal with the, the, the phantom of what's not happening, you'll see that it's not happening. <laughs> That's like the clearest way to deal with it all. <laughs> all the best solution to what's not happening is seeing that it's not happening. <laughs> it doesn't, there's no, it doesn't go any farther than that. You don't have to do anything else but see it's not happening. And suddenly, where do you find yourself? Where you've actually never left. You think you've gone into the past, and then you come to, and then you find yourself back here. But the imaginariness was you moving and getting lost and coming back. There's no coming back. You never leave. You never left what you are, ever. It's impossible. There's no way you and I could be out of any moment we're in. There's no freaking way. Without us, there isn't a moment. This whole, these, there's just so many insane assumptions that are taken to be the way it is, yeah, and they're not true. Like, this is the great Master Ramana said, there's a space, let's say, or whatever, mind, supreme, whatever, and then an idea arises. There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. You've got to see the little dubious situation there. How is a non-existent thing ever going to get salvation for a non-existent thing? 
it would only, the only quote unquote salvation would be to realize you're not a non-existent thing. It would be from the non-existent thing, not for it or through it or by it, but from it. Yeah. You would see that you're not you're not a non-existent thing. Therefore, <laughs> and if, it's not like it was a thing and then it was killed because then maybe it would rise again. But it's non-existent. In other words, there's no demand of vigilance because it's not there, nor will it ever be there, nor has it ever been there. That's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is the appropriate response has nothing to do with effort or thought. It's, it's the exact opposite. It's just the exact opposite. It's not like I'm marshalling the interest and attention and I'm focusing on the goal. The goal, there is no goal. It's a dispersal. It's a, it's a relaxed awareness. It's like a dispersal of the interest and attention. So it's sort of like a cloud that's hovering all around you, like that kid in peanuts, but instead of the little dirty thing, it's like, it's presence, yeah? And then when you need to do something, a little tiny little thread of it goes out, deals with that, but not the whole thing. You know what I mean? So now the interest attention isn't being whistled to attention by the mental state. You're not following that dog whistle anymore. The mental state says, no, let's focus it. You've got to arrive at that. You've got, first you've got to purify, no, 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 and suddenly, and the focusing on the attention, you miss the whole point. Because what you are is the unfocused attention and interest. So the self is an activity. It's, the, it's, it's an activity that applies to someone. It's an activity that comes after conscious contact, which is the experience here, the living here. It's, it comes after the conscious contact, but it implies it's before the conscious contact. That's how it neuters the message the conscious contact would give you all day, which is you're fucking incessantly on, with no thought or effort. Have you made any effort to see today? If your eyes are bad, maybe, but not to see. The seeing is just completely on. Yeah. Hearing. You don't, you don't have a filter for what you hear. You hear anything that can be heard in your field of hearing. There, there's no discrimination whatsoever. You don't have a little like editor that catches it first and cuts it all off. Yeah. <laughs> You're feeling tons of stuff. And a lot of people come after the feeling and go, I didn't want to feel that. <laughs> but they already felt it first. The feeling came first, then the reaction that I'm the one who had this feeling, and therefore I should have the power not to have what I don't want. But it doesn't ever work. Because you're not in the position it's implying you're in. You're not before the thoughts. You're an afterthought. See? The before gives an assumption of power over what comes after. That's why it's so frustrating for a lot of us. Because we believe they're our thoughts and we're completely frustrated that they're not listening to us. <laughs> you know, I want to have a good night's sleep tonight. I have a big day planned. So we stop at 11 p.m. <laughs> and do not start up for nine hours till eight. Started at 8.01 and just have a field day, but I want nine hours. And then you're up at 2, 2.33, 4. God forbid you get old and you have to go to the bathroom. It's another, you're up now for 40 minutes as it's running over past events that never fucking happen. And it wouldn't go over anyone else's other past events, but yours are incredibly like a gold mine. It loves to visit. Senses forensic unit. It just goes over. You know, if I wouldn't got hit by the car, which I did, I'd be a pro surfer now, maybe, but I got hit by a car. <laughs> You're conveniently <laughs> forgetting the biggest fact of all, which is I got run over <laughs> by a car, seemingly. So... <laughs> but that doesn't stop the thinking. The thinking just implies you'd be great if... But, if only, <laughs> only to make it more fucking painful to be here, because it could have been much better <laughs> than it is. <laughs> it's always assuming the best to beat the hell out of you. It is, isn't it? That's a trippy thing. So the self thing, 
It's the engine of it is us. It's the mind, yeah? It's, we're the power source. All the selfing su- suggests to put a little bit of a film clip through the projector, but it's the light that projects it. The mental state cannot project anything. It can make shit, but it cannot create anything. It needs what is to buy its little story to make to illuminate the story, to make it seem to appear, to give it a reality, because you and I are the reality. There's an acronym we use in recovery called for fear, which is false evidence appearing real. That's an interesting thing. So, false evidence appears real. You could call it like the Course in Miracles would a causeless effect because there's nothing really happening, but you're feeling the effect of fear. Yeah, but there's no thing in this situation that's actually provoking the fear. It's being made up, basically. The head's making it up. It's misperceiving something. So it sees it sees false evidence, but takes it to be real. Yeah. So that's like the basis of fear. So, but if you see, how could false evidence appear to be real unless it appeared to be real to what's real? Yeah. How could it get any sense of reality unless reality gave it? Yeah. There's no fucking way. Where is it going to get reality from? From a store? In Fallsville? <laughs> there's no, there's no Seven Eleven like that there. Well, it is is false, obviously patently false, but it can appear real to what's real. That's us. Yeah. The selfing perverts this thoughts, puts lenses on the light. That's what it does. So we're looking through a pair of glasses, but we're taking them to be our eyes. So we never check. We just assume this is how it is, because this is how it is. I'm this, and therefore this is how I see it. Yeah. But if you would feel, feel, if you could actually, like through inquiry or just entertaining, it would be like a feeling of it. If you felt, and you found that your eyes were really glasses, what possibility would suddenly be available. I could take them off. Which aren't available if your eye if they're your eyes, yeah. Your head will not go to that solution because it's not a solution based on its assumption. These are my eyes. How could I take my eyes out? But if they're glasses, you could take them off, yes? How long would that take? Not much. Would the glasses jump back on? No. You would you in a habit you would probably keep seemingly putting them on. But once you see it's hard to put the seeing back in the bag. It's going to lurk around all of your false perceptions, all the false evidence appearing real. There'll be a, there'll be a sense of lurking of what's so there that sooner or later is going to put its foot down, basically, and <laughs> it will have enough of the shenanigans to some level. Yes, it will. It will dream itself out of the dream, so to speak. Yes, they say in the Course, which is such a beautiful, beautiful message. To me, it's very, very soothing. It's not selling, you're going to say, you're going to kill the dream or extinguish the dream. But no, you and I are going to dream ourselves out of the dream. And as we are dreaming, which we're doing now, and this is part of, I would hope, dreaming ourselves out of the dream, satsang, this meeting. I totally believe it to be the case that you and I are dreaming ourselves out of the dream, and as we do, the dream will get happier. This doesn't mean the dream's going to go conti- on and on. You're, you're dreaming yourself out. The body's going to drop. Yeah. The body's going to drop. The body is what's being used in the dream, in a sense. It's not going out. Yeah. It's not... This isn't going to transcend where it appears. It only appears here, in this dreaming. Yeah. No body's going anywhere. And have you noticed, really, like Jesus came back, supposedly, for three days, and he split. Have you seen anyone come back? (laughs) I haven't. 
looking the same way. <laughs> no one's returned. So as a vacation spot, I don't think this is very well sought after. Mm-hmm. This place that we think, we think it's so great, but I, I think a lot of people that have done with it don't seem to want to show back up. <laughs> the body puts a huge amount of limitation. You know, it's just essentially that's its, that's its role. It's here to produce experiences, and then experiences with an older body get the degrees of difficulty go up. Yeah? Where people, some people are just fucking in so much seeming pain, they would do almost anything to get out of it. But the, the, the basis of the pain is the body. Yeah? So if you see the mind, you don't have to just contain it in the one example of thoughts. You can apply, let it apply, because that's what mind does. When big mind gets something, it doesn't get it for a simple topic, it expands it. Big mind has no periods or anything. It's just, you give it an idea, and it goes, zoom. Yeah? So here, you see the, the role of my, which is us, in the thoughts by thinking they're our thoughts. Then immediately it gets applied to the feelings because then you see and sense the my that's, is like sort of the tail of the donkey. So all the donkey heard are the feelings and then the mental state puts a tail on them called my. It's like a brand. Now, those feelings that are yours now can own you. Yeah? They'll drive you crazy. So then the same thing with actions. The mind. The mind of the actions, yes? So they're all, the mental states, movement, the selfing's main movement is claiming. It claims what's going on to imply that everything's going on to it. Yeah, this imaginary phantom. And it's claiming... You can't see it in the thought, but you'll sense it in the mind. You'll see how it uses everything that it comes in contact with and uses it to imply that there's a you, yeah? To reinforce it, to presuppose it, to assume it, to imply it, to infer it. It's tons of ways. Yeah, tons of different flavors. But basically, there's all this pointing, but there's nothing that's being pointed at. But when the bigger mind, in a certain deluded condition, which is impossible, but let's just say, when it's identified as this, all the appointing is, the mind leads to that I know what's being pointed at. See? So now all the thoughts are being used to imply you're the thinker or the thought about. Or all the feelings are being used to imply you're the feeler. All the actions are being used to reinforce that you're the actor. Yeah? That's the bondage of self. That's the activity. It can never be so, but it can seem to be so. And seemingly is the key here. It means it appears to be true or false to you. So everything here is seemingly so. In one condition, that one event was the worst thing that ever happened. Then your condition changes. You look back on it as the best thing that ever happened. What was it? The worst thing or the best thing? It was neither. It was the mean you gave it, yeah? You and I give everything all the meaning it has, as the Course of Miracles says. It's an amazing statement, really, yeah? It shows us our real role here, not as the dreamt, but as the dreaming, yeah? The dreamt, based on that reference, sees everything from a strange place doesn't really make any sense. From the dreaming, things become clearer. Yeah? Because you are not the dreamt. You're appearing as a dreamt, but you're not the dreamt. You're the dreaming. Yeah? When you try to figure out everything from the dreamt, it isn't going to make any sense. You'll have a philosophy, but it won't bring any traveling lighter. It won't translate into an ease and comfort or any peace. You'll just think you know something but it won't produce, it won't, won't manifest where the rubber meets the road. You won't be traveling later. You'll actually be more weighed down because you have so much fucking knowledge. This is a different thing. Like Ramana says, Ramana Maharshi, to know God is to be God. 
That's the only topic that that's a true statement. To know math isn't to be math. To know a bagel isn't to be a bagel. <laughs> to know this isn't, but to know what you are is the only way you can know what you are. It's far, so far surpasses not knowledge, it's being what you are. You are that, see? It's the only topic that that's true. Everything else is you, you're made to be a knower of something. But this, you cannot be a knower of what's all-knowing. There's no freaking way. There's no way you're going to know what's knowing right now. There's no way. It's impossible. Because it's like, all right, I'm going to know what's knowing. That would be what's knowing, knowing. You can never... That which is in front of the camera will never get the behind the camera. You know, it's not your view as the trend. <laughs> you're, you're completely in front of the camera. You've never, you're never going to escape, yet what we are is behind the camera. Yeah. So when you see what you're not, it intimates what you are, finally. Yeah. You don't need a lot of flavor unless you do. It could be one little whiff and then something can occur. Which will what? How will it translate here? You'll travel lighter here. And after you start traveling lighter here, as this action figure, that's all that it wants. It would rather like to have an ease and comfort now in its own skin and in the circumstances it's in. It's not looking for enlightenment. The body doesn't give a shit about that. Yeah. It just wants to think. Have a better, easier day. So the real value of that which is really only appears here because in what it is, there's no values. It's here when it can seem not to be so that it's really valuable to start entertaining because it actually brings the relief the body which much would so much want, but it's it's perplexed into trying to get relief as a self from a self, which is impossible. Self cannot get out of self. But when you see you're not the body, it's one of the greatest boons the body ever will receive because the urban renewal project, the, the sense of being all that you think about, the center of the universe is way too much weight to put on this little fucking frail fucking phantom. You know what I mean? It does a lot better when it's not... It's not what's always thought about. You know what I mean? Woo! He can just chill out. It's so fucking happy. The big mental mother hen got off it, and he can just sort of, you know, fucking free range around. You, know, just <laughs> you actually are more of an individual when you see you're not an individual. Truly. Because it's given license. Fuck it. You're not supposed to be anything other. <laughs> the body isn't going to be spiritual. It's not a. It, you, we haven't found the alchemy to turn water into oil and oil into water. Well, that's the body and spirit. The body is. Am I getting more spiritual? You know, does the loving gaze imply I'm more spiritual? Can you see through them? It's not going to work that way. The body's a body. I so what I tell people with all these masters, I say, just go into the bathroom after they've gone. You'll see, they're farting and shitting just like you are. <laughs> Get them in traffic, they're bitching, frustrated. Yeah, this is, the body isn't going to be perfect. <laughs> you have predilections and, and blind spots in that, yours. They're just like the Toyota. The Toyota has a bad turning range. It's just no, it has no uh, talk, you know. That's how it drives. But I'm not a Toyota. <laughs> so if you start seeing, that's the one quality that can never be taken away from us. Is our con we're conscious, yeah? we're awake. And we are all awake. Yeah? The joy here is it to be awake to being awake, or seemingly awake to it. And what happens, a lot of people are seemingly unawake to it. It doesn't change the fact that we're all awake. We're inherently on. Haven't you noticed? That, that which really is the basis of what you call you has never demonstrated any effort and thought being it. It's just screaming all freaking day, you're awake. That's like the dog shit awareness. You just wake up to the fact 
of, of the fact, basically. But what happens is the mental state implies that there's a fact that can wake up to the fact. But the fact ain't a fact. When you see the problem from the solution, there is no problem. It's an activity that the solution is engaged with. <laughs> that projects a problem. It's really true. Without the engagement of the solution, there's no, there's no traction the selfing can produce. It doesn't have any of its own light. It's shadow play. All it is is reflective play. There's no light. It's like a moon masquerading as the sun by making everyone realize there's no sun. But, and then all the, all the sun's juice is being reflected by moon. You take the moon to be the sun, but it ain't. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. And then you lose interest. You lose interest, maybe. I don't know how it will go with you. But, you know, you lose interest in the need to be liberated because you're clear now you're not that which needs to be liberated. And for me, it turned into the last answer, at least till today. I haven't looked for any other answer. I couldn't say that about any other answer I've ever had here. I was always looking for more or better or turbocharged or extreme. But this one, this one's totally okay, totally ordinary. It's really nothing. That's the greatest gift. It's nothing. Can't grab it, can't dice it up, can't package it. It just is. And now the horse is in front of the cart and things make sense. You don't have any metaphysical questions at all. There's no drive to know anything, really. I like to know shit here. You know? But to why would you know knowing it's like Like a great statement, Hoang Po says, a great Zen master, Chinese Zen master, Hoang Po. Actually, a few. One of them is beautiful. It saves you a lot of time, which is whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. So obviously, he's just dismissed the body as being that which is conscious. It's not. His view. And I like him. So I like his writings. Very fond of him. And I really like him because... A scribe for the emperor's court was a follower of his, and so he wrote his talks down the day they were given. These are like 500-year-old interpretations. The guy got it right out of the horse's mouth, which I think is awesome. So the Wang Po would say it, the guy would write it like that day. It's incredible. You can't say that about many of the old people that came and gone, seemingly. So he says, whatever can be perceived... So this is perceived, yes, you're perceiving it. Cannot be perceiving. So there I go, it's not a body. <laughs> it's not a thing. Then he goes, you know, you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Why? Why would that way? Well, because maybe if the Buddha was busy seeking the Buddha, he would seemingly be forgetting that he's the Buddha. Because why the hell would the Buddha ever seek the Buddha? We seek eight million other things, but never the Buddha. <laughs> yeah. So he says you can't use the light, you know, to seek light. You can't use big M mind, which to me is everything, nothing, whatever. To uh, you can't use mind to seek mind. See. So if we're visually seeking light and mind and Buddha, it would obviously imply that there must be a mistake from the starting point. So. If the Buddha seemingly became identified as something it wasn't, then from there it would make sense to seek the Buddha. Yeah. It would seek what inherently it was by a mistake, a simple mistake that could be easily corrected because it never actually happened. It's just, oh, it appears to be happening. So the Buddha is entertaining an impossibility that it's not the Buddha. And when it entertains that being all there is, it makes it seem as real as real can be to the point where the Buddha is now seeking the Buddha. Which sounds great if it wasn't the Buddha. I mean, I got, my self-esteem would rocket up when I was seeking the Buddha as Paul. It was very helpful for Paul to be seeking the Buddha instead of seeking cocaine and drug, you know, fucking opium dens, seeking the Buddha was a big upgrade in my uh, my self-esteem. But in a level that we're speaking about, it's a huge mistake. 
So it can only, how could the Buddha ever seek the Buddha unless he was identified or it was identified as something that's not? That's the root to me. It's, there's an identification as something that we're not that makes a lot of sense out of something that's totally nonsensical, looking for yourself. If that's corrected, you'll see it. If it ain't, you'll be looking for it. You can learn both ways. If you're looking for it and you hear this message, it may hit you. Oh, why am I looking for the Buddha or I'm the Buddha? But if you're seeing it, it's also clear. Yeah? So, it goes either way. But, but it's the Buddha, either looking for it or seeing it's not. But it doesn't change the fact that it's the Buddha. Yeah? But the Buddha could be looking for the Buddha, which would... You, <laughs> which produce an imaginary condition of forgetting the Buddha. <laughs> it could never happen, but it could be seen to be happening to who? The Buddha. <laughs> or to what? It couldn't seem to be happening to anything else. But only the Buddha could pull it off. <laughs> the, only what we are can, can forget what it is. <laughs> Nothing else can forget, seemingly forget what it is. What it is can only forget itself by being identified seemingly as something else. So even the forgetfulness is seemingly so. It's just appearing to be that way. It does. There is no fact involved in it. Just like today, no matter how factual you think today is, you go to sleep, it doesn't seem like much of a fact when you're asleep. It doesn't seem like it even existed, does it? <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot of... It takes a lot of fucking huffing and puffing to keep taking this place to be real. Because we get huge breaks every day. You go to sleep, deep sleep. Nothing happens. It's like the most profound thing or the worst thing. Etch a sketch and it's all zipped again. And then the next day you have other fucking things and it shakes up. And then, you know, it's a long stretch to try to put a connection between that day and this day and that day. It's just, it's like a, we're trying, we're stringing pearls, imaginary pearls all day, and then trying to wear them as ornaments to prove something. See, they ha- it have to be something to put a, a string of pearls on, exactly. That's the whole point. It isn't the pearls, it's the neck that they go around. It's the identification of the body that's being being reinforced all day, trying to be proved all day, trying to huffing and puffing and huffing and puffing constantly. It's exhausting, isn't it? It's exhausting to have to combat what's not happening. It's mind-boggling. How are you going to fight what's not happening? It's like that movie Fight Club where at the end he realized it was only him punching himself. Remember that? He thought he had this mythical guy, but it was him just hitting himself. <laughs> we can see that at the beginning of the movie. It'll let you travel later through the rest. <laughs> Instead of getting the, the, the whack at the end, why not see it all the way through? Be hopeful. You travel later here. <laughs> and you know what? It's amazing. Any physical or emotional or circumstantial conditions during a talk, all their effects are totally negated. I don't feel a fucking thing about anything. (laughs) I know. So then when you seem to come back in, seemingly to this, and then everything starts having an effect, seemingly, you have to be suspicious. I mean, how could that that seems so profoundly influential be easily forgotten a zippo second, not even a second, while something's happening, and then seems to arise again. Yeah? you got to start getting a little suspicious about this place. If something that seems to be so real can lose its power to effect like that, then I would question, is it that real? Yeah. The only reality is us. Telling me, my, my feelings. So I think that's it. You want to hit that red button or something? Usually this is the best talk is after the talk, so I'm going to keep this up. <laughs> But you see, it's very clear, eh? Just let it in. It's already in. You can serve the spiritual subpoena. I have total faith in mind. I do. I don't think you need a lot of stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's my example, yes. Hey. One of my friends is here. Saint Mark. See, he doesn't even come anymore. He just comes at the end of the talks. Some people come every ten years. 
so people just call it in. I was thinking of coming, but they never come. So, so they leave a message. I was intending to come. <laughs> However, it works. It's fine. My job, you know, is just meant to be obsolete quickly. Yeah. Then just come for the fun of it. Because it's a lovely place and a space. If you get a chance, go in the church. It's gorgeous. We've been coming here for I don't know how many years now. So you have any question? No? Yes? So if everything is unreal, what do I hear or what do I see? You. There's nothing else you're ever going to see. That's the body. That's the dream. In a dream where there's a knee, then the hammer has influence. If it hits you, yes. Do you show any scars when you wake up in the morning after you've been hit at night in the dream? No. Do you? No. But in this dream, this is like the awake dreaming. It seems to have longer effect through time. It's extended in time. You ever see a movie they showed it once? If something was moving at an infinite speed, it would disappear. Yeah. Things are appearing because of time. Causeless effects seem to have real effects in time. Yes? Yeah. There's as much reality as you are. You're giving it all the meaning it has. Yeah? You don't want to have it, if you see it as contrary, dualistic, it's more inclusive, yes? This is real as it can be, but it ain't real. Yeah? Just like here, as long as you there's a sense of a body, there's a sense of free will. Is free will true? Who knows? But when you have a body, you're going to have a sense of free will. Yes? Seemingly. All this goes on. There is no... It's not contradictory. Yeah? It's inclusive. Yes? So there's real and unreal. Yeah? Yes. But of course you're going to feel pain if there's a, if the body is the interface. Yes, of course. This isn't about. This isn't like a get out of jail free card. You're going to feel more than you ever freaking did. Actually, you're going to feel a lot of stuff that used to be mentally filtered out. You're going to sense tons of stuff. This is just about recognizing by seeing what you're not the intimation of what you are. And then let that take, let that be the horse that's before the cart. And then things will explain themselves in a different way. Mostly very inclusive, but very, very different. Yeah? Won't be a, it won't be an either or, or real or unreal. They'll just be what is. Yeah? But here, to get a point across, you want to have a contradiction. So, the idea of self negating self and what's left there is what some people try to make a goal, which is, I'm all of that. You never get there from what, what you're not. The what you're not gets negated, and then what you think, that, what you, think you are after what you, when you see what you're not also gets negated, and then that's that. Yeah. So it's not like, you can't go from one to the, this. You go, ding, ding, these negate, and then that becomes obvious. Yeah. And then things are inclusive. Then this reality is just what it is. It seems fucking real as long as you're here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it does. It seems real as long as you're here. Now, are you here? I don't know. I would say it's dreaming. But because it's you dreaming, it seems as real as real could be. 
I don't see there's no one dreamt. I don't believe there's any one dreamt. I think all there is is dreaming. There are no nouns, there are no things, there's just dreaming. There's dreaming of nouns and dreaming of things. Yeah? But nothing happened, yet everything is happening. That's how I see it, humbly. Everything is happening, but nothing has ever come to the point where it actually happened. Everything is... The, the rivering never becomes a river. It's just rivering. Rivering, rivering, rivering. Rivering, rivering, rivering. Yeah? So, the lesson I got from all this in the beginning was... I was hearing the message, I'm a lion, from a sheep's reference. Already inherently be a lion, being a lion. When I heard the message of what I am, it got filtered through what I wasn't. That's where the heist was. Yeah? That to me is the whole point. It's not the message, it's who's hearing the message. Yeah? So there's the, all these lions, but they believe they're sheep. Hear the message, I'm a lion. What happens is, they hear the message, I'm a lion, it goes into their ear, a lion's ear, but it gets turned into a sheep hearing it. And now it takes that message and it does what it can only do with it. I can become like a lion. That's the heist that I point out. And that's the only point I'm really interested in. Because I see that's what's going on here. Yes? You hear everything about what you are, but you hear it from the point of view of what you're not. It's not going to do you fucking any good. Yeah? So to me, these talks, I'm never talking to anyone about bigger mind. I'm talking to mind about you. Because that will go somewhere. If I talk to you about mind, it's just going to be fucking another fucking... <laughs> you can come to 900 of these meetings. Nothing's going to happen. You'll feel better, maybe. But nothing's going to happen. Lots going to happen. But, but <laughs> to me, talking to bigger mind about you or a you is very, 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 very cool. Because it may hit, go like this. Hey, I'm not that. <laughs> and as soon as it says I'm not that, pretty much that's that. <laughs> 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 so, if you come back, if you came here eight years ago, ten years ago, it's the same message. You never fucking add anything onto it. Actually, it gets more economized every year because I'm at the last point of what's that that's there when there's the presupposing of a non-existent thing wanting to be a non, wanting to get salvation from the non-existent thing. That's the point. That's that's. That's before the conceptual egg was was laid. <laughs> That's us. That's the being. Yeah, I don't see any other point. So reality, what's not? We play with all that. The main point is if there's an identification as what you're not, it's hearing everything that comes your way. It's grabbing every message that's thrown your way. And when it grabs the message, it distorts the message. When you hear the message, it's distorted. Yeah? That's the fundamental move I've seen, and that's the only move I need to, to address. Because if you don't address that, it doesn't fucking matter down the road. Because it'll be you doing it. <laughs> you that you're not. It will. Clearly, I've seen it tons and tons of times. So that's the point. Too. It's an invitation. There you go. Yeah, check it out. Yes, it's way out there. Don't go why. That doesn't matter. Don't care about a body or not. Just see who is it that's asking that question. If it ain't you, you'll lose interest in the... See, every question that's ever been asked has been asked by the answer. Every fucking question. If you could turn, use the question to turn around and ask who is it that wants to know, you'd find out that's, it's not you that wants to know. Because what you, are, what you are isn't in the business of knowing, it's being. It's different. What about a body being in pain, physical pain? Yeah. Get some relief. I don't live in California, so I don't get the medicinal relief. That's a lot of 
Well, don't worry, Utah will be getting it soon. <laughs> as soon as California gets it, it's and, all going to And it's not going to work anyhow, so. If you look at who's having the pain, it will at least decrease the suffering. That's for sure. Okay. Yes. The pain may not be able to be unamplified, but the suffering can definitely be decreased. Because you, again, pain being claimed by the mental state will be used to produce suffering. Because then it'll be you suffering the pain. So the emphasis is always how to build a better beast. It's used as everything it claims to reflect its little false image, its non-image. Yes? That's what it does. So pain is a great uh, convincer that you're a body or that it's real. Yes? Because it feels as real as real can be. It's its ace in the hole. Though the mental state hates the body, in a sense. It hates this idea of being a body. It limits it too much. But it can't do without it. And its greatest convincer of this reality, seemingly, is the body. Yes? But people would love to get... I mean, I wish I had a pill to give you. I can get you shit, though. (laughs) I need it. But I mean, you know... This isn't really even about pain or anything. It's just who is it? Or what is it? That thinks it has stuff it doesn't actually have. Just to have one clarity that rings true and keeps reverberating. If you see what you're not, you won't be looking from it. I guarantee you. And when you and when you see what you're not, that's what you've been looking for. You will come to understand that what's looking is what you're looking for. Not who's looking, what's looking. You'll come to understand it either quickly or slowly. Yeah. And you'll rest there. Your interest and attention won't be sent out on, you know, you know, Navy SEAL six expeditions to get, you know, God or anything like that. It'll be dispersed and you'll sense this sense of being incessantly on, and you'll be, you know, it will ring true, that statement. You are what you're looking for. Yes, the seeker is the sort. Yes, it will. All those cryptic statements will, will just reverberate so clearly because you're on to something. Yeah? And if you see after years of traveling, and I have, I've had 16 operations in my life, this body. I've been run over twice. I've overdosed tons of times. I've been incarcerated after a 10-day cocaine run. Talk about suffering. I came down after a 10-day run on LSD in a police place. I mean, it was, it was hell beyond hell. Hell beyond hell. <laughs> I mean, this thing can dream up fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna get gypped at all here. <laughs> you're gonna feel tons of shit. <laughs> you you wish you were unconscious. <laughs> You'll be so fucking conscious. You'll feel like your blood moving through your veins. You'll know your high. You'll know your blood pressure. You can sense it. This shit happens. Your fingers will be. Sending information every second. Your your whole control panel will be lit up all day. (laughs) If you want to go out of yourself, take a drug. There's easier escapes. Spirituality. (laughs) I don't believe spirituality only takes you out of yourself. Ever. It just gives you a new idea of some the spirituality that's a business here. Yeah. yeah. So yes, that's it.